Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets syllabus light. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this series I'm covering entitled The Syllabus for Life's Course. If you haven't already, feel free to go back and listen to the previous episodes or any other series within the Aim Towards the Target podcast. For those who are not aware, and this is your first time tuning in, and you want to begin with this episode and then go back to listen to the other episodes, what I've been targeting in on is the importance of sticking to the syllabus God gives us. And the syllabus that God provides us is the Word of God. He provides us with the Word of God, the Bible. Our aim is to follow God's syllabus as we go through our life's course because we're students. Now, within the course of life that we are all enrolled in, we all have several courses that we're taking, and some of those courses are within courses. Some of those courses overlap each other. Some of those courses are right after each other. But no matter the course we take, it is of extreme importance to stick to the syllabus God provides us with. It's important to listen to what the divine instructor is telling us. It's important to respect the instructor, respect the syllabus, and take heed to the instructions, the God-honoring instructions God places in our lives. And when we take heed to those instructions, it could be a God-honoring authority figure that's exercising in wisdom, integrity, discernment, boldness, and in power. It could be a parent, pastor, leader, a teacher, relative, sibling, friend, spouse, someone we submit to that we're supposed to submit to. And if you need direction and leadership and wisdom on who you need to submit to, go to God and ask God to reveal who you need to submit to. And he will give you the answer. Ask him for wisdom in that. Ask him for direction. But when we submit to God-honoring authority, following God's syllabus, there should be no second-guessing when it comes to doing what God said to do. If we want to advance to the next level, phase, and stage of life or degree of life, we must stick to the syllabus God provides us with, and that is the Word of God. We are all enrolled in the most important course we'll ever have to take, and that is life. If we want to be successful in life's course, as you've heard me say several times throughout this series, we need to stick to God's syllabus. If we refuse and we reject God's syllabus, What we're doing is we are rejecting God's guideline. We are rejecting his instruction manual on how to live, operate, and function in life's course. If we reject the guideline, if we reject the instruction, what's going to happen is we're going to go through all types of issues that we brought up on ourselves because we were the ones rejecting. We didn't receive it. We didn't receive the direction. We didn't receive the information. And not only will we go through 
things that will hinder us or stop us and block us and hurt us was going to happen, whether we want it to happen or not. Those actions from us, when we reject God's word, we don't receive God's syllabus, we don't try to follow God's syllabus, the individuals who are directly connected to us will be impacted in some way, shape, or form. It's going to happen. They're going to be impacted. They're going to be affected based off of our actions. So passing life's course is not all about us. It's about those who we will connect with, those individuals we will encounter, those individuals who are already in our lives. There's no telling what we've learned in our life's courses that will assist and help someone going through the same course. They might need some feedback, some tips, some insight. And if we keep failing the courses and we come across these people, we've impacted them in some way, shape, or form. Now, it's not to say that they're going to be a failure, but God could have used you, God could have used me, had we been obedient to assist that person. Because God's going to use somebody else to get the job done. But we want to be in position where we are not only benefiting from following God's syllabus, other people benefit from our obedience. So I'm going to go ahead and target right on in with this motivational aim, Syllabus Light. And we already know and we are aware or should be aware if we've been listening to this series up until this point that a syllabus is a guide. It's a guideline that instructors and students follow to ensure that a student learns what they need to learn in a course. And when a student follows the syllabus guide or when the instructor follows the syllabus guide, the aim is for the student to pass the course and it's the instructor's aim to teach everything in that course advised by their leader. Why? Because we all submit to someone as it relates to leadership or any task, any role in life. And I want to define light. Light can be defined as something that makes vision possible. Another definition is a particular illumination, providing insight, clarity, or understanding, highly informative. So when we put those two words together as it relates to the context of this series and the context of this motivational aim, syllabus light, Syllabus light is providing insight, clarity, or understanding to the guiding document used for teaching, facilitating, and instructing a student in a course. A syllabus, when it's read correctly or it's understood properly and it is actively initiated, that syllabus can make one's vision possible, a person's vision possible in the course that they are enrolled in. And what I mean by that is when a person is enrolled in a course, let's say they have limited knowledge on the course subject once they enroll and they need to learn more about the course, they need to learn more about the topic, whatever it may be. They need to advance in that course before going to the next stage or phase 
as it relates to their academic curriculum before graduation. In that first course session, that student enrolled in that course, they don't have a lot of knowledge about what's going on, limited knowledge. They receive a syllabus. And when they receive the syllabus for that course, they should take time to read it thoroughly. They should take time to, okay, let me go get my supplies. Student comes to class, receives the syllabus, goes and gets the supplies, goes and utilizes all resources available to them so they can pass. And what happens is that syllabus provides them with some insight on what they need to do. Remember, they came to the course with limited knowledge of what was going on. But when they received that syllabus, the syllabus served as a light. The syllabus served as a light as it related to the student knowing, okay, this is what I need to do. Oh, this is what I need to go purchase. Oh, this is where I need to go for help. Oh, these are the assignments that I need to complete for knowledge building. See, the syllabus broke down where to go when they have any questions, concerns, or complaints. The syllabus highlighted the consequences they would face if they violated the syllabus, if they went against the syllabus. The syllabus, once again, serves as a light. Outlined due dates, projects, major exams, pop quizzes. Well, not pop quizzes, but it probably let the student know a pop quiz is possible. The syllabus emphasized attendance, participation, all of that. The syllabus possibly stressed the importance of the student doing all of the work and what the student would learn in that course as it related to the outcomes, teacher expectations. The syllabus pinpointed the instructor's role in professional outcomes. All of that, all of that is in the syllabus. Remember, the syllabus serves as a light. That student came in that course with limited knowledge. But when they received that syllabus, that syllabus starts lighting the path on where they're going and what they need to do. All of that is in the syllabus. And when the student reads it, they are or were illuminated with the light of clarity about the course. They received the light of understanding about their expectations in the course. And after receiving all of that light of information and understanding, they also received the light of possibility. They could see themselves with that very light of, you know what, I could pass this course. I could do that. Well, we're leaving the academic learning environment, the academic syllabus, and we're going to God's syllabus now. That is what God's Word does for us. We have God's Word. We have access to God's Word. We have the syllabus He provided for us, and that syllabus serves as a light. God's Word serves as a light for our life's course. The courses we're enrolled in, the syllabus serves as a light. God's Word illuminates our way in the courses we are enrolled in because God's word is a light. It is the light. Okay, Psalm the 119th chapter and the 105th verse states, 
and this is referring to God's word being a light. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You see, God's word is a lamp for us as we journey through the course of life. And God's word, God's syllabus, lights our path in life's course even when we don't know what to do, where to go, God's syllabus, that syllabus light, directs us. But we have to follow God's syllabus. And jumping back to the academic example, let's say someone is enrolled in a course. They meet with their instructor, and the instructor doesn't provide them with the syllabus. The instructor just says, yeah, this is the course you're in. Go ahead and do A, B, and C. Remember, The instructor did not provide a syllabus. The instructor is giving all of these commands. You know, just talk to me. You'll be good. You don't need a syllabus. Everything okay. The student who's enrolled in that particular course with that particular instructor, they've never taken that course before. So what do they do? They're going to rely on the instructor. So let's say the student starts conversing with other people that they respect and trust who are not enrolled in that course at the time, but they've taken that course before. And when they took that course before, the people that the student is talking to, they were successful. They passed the course. And that student who's enrolled, who doesn't have the syllabus, who can't locate the syllabus, going off of the instructor's word, They're talking to people who took the course, and when they took the course, they had a syllabus. The people who passed the course are letting the student know, hey, you need to locate the syllabus. Because if you can't locate the syllabus as a student, that means the teacher's not locating the syllabus as an instructor. And the instructor has a responsibility to teach from the syllabus because the instructor is supposed to be submitting to someone. Who is the teacher submitting to? Things are out of order. So let's say the person who took the course already, they're listening to this person, the student currently enrolled, and the student enrolled is saying, yeah, the teacher just said do A, B, and C. I don't have to worry about that. There's no guide to follow. The person who took the course previously and passed and they had a syllabus, what they might do is they might go through their stash, their box, their file cabinet looking for the syllabus for that course because they heard somebody in need, somebody's going through a course without a guide, they were successful, they want to help that person out and just so happens they have the syllabus for that course, different teacher, same course, same class, and they give the student the syllabus. And then the student who's currently enrolled in a course where the teacher's not following the syllabus and they don't have a syllabus, they can't locate it, that current student enrolled in the course reads the syllabus that was provided to them from someone who successfully mastered the course and they start reading it. What happens is, is that syllabus... Even though it was a syllabus used a long time ago, it was that syllabus that that student followed who mastered the course. It served as a light for them, and it still has that same lighting power 
for the student enrolled in this course right now. So the student who's currently enrolled in the course, they're reading the syllabus. And then the syllabus serves as a light for them right where they are because they were once walking in darkness, not knowing what to do. Listening to the instructor, the instructor told them, hey, just do A, B, and C. But when they went to go follow up the instructor, they couldn't locate the instructor, couldn't locate the syllabus. The instructor was not clear on expectations. You know why? Because the instructor was not following the light. The student is now saying, okay, I need to do A, B, and C. I need to do A, B, and C this way. Wow, I can see now. I'm going to stick to this syllabus. This syllabus is a light. This syllabus made the vision of me passing this course possible. I believe it in my mind, heart, and soul. This syllabus is a light for me. This syllabus is providing me with insight, clarity, understanding, knowledge for this course that I am enrolled in. You see what happened? The student who received the syllabus has a guide now. They can see what they need to do. They see, yeah, the instructor told me just to talk to them only and do A, B, and C, but I have documents I need to complete. I have things I need to turn in in a timely manner. I have projects. I have meetings. I have to complete revisions. I have to do a whole lot of stuff every month. And when I didn't have a syllabus, I was walking in darkness, about to fail. Now that I have a syllabus from a person who successfully mastered this course, let me go ahead and follow this because it's serving as a lamp for me. I can see the syllabus is lighting my path as I walk and journey through this course. The syllabus is lighting my path for this course in each assignment I need to complete. And this is sad, but you'd be surprised in the academic setting. And I know it happens on the job. I know it does, but let me just stay on target for a little bit. You'd be surprised how many instructors don't want to follow a syllabus. They don't want to follow a guide at all because the guide shines a light on what they're not doing. So they rather just lead students astray and tell them, hey, you have to look at that. We, we don't have one generally, but it's course because, you know, it's only, you know, not that many credit hours. But I mean, if you need one, I can get you one, you know, but uh, you really don't need a syllabus. Um, so just, just, just. just do what I say. You be alright. Just don't talk to nobody though. Alright? Don't, don't go around talking to other instructors and all of that. Just do, do what I say. And I got you. I got you. Okay? See, when you cannot locate a syllabus in a course, that's a problem. When an instructor refuses to distribute a syllabus in a course, that is a problem. Because remember, the syllabus not only serves as a guide for the student, the syllabus serves as a guide for the instructor. You know that happens at the job. Especially when you work with a whole bunch of people. Whether you are the leader or someone is a leader or just the employee. And I don't say just the employee in a disrespectful way. I'm just talking about the chain of command where people are supposed to be leading and they don't want to go by the 
work syllabus, the work policy, the work procedure. Because they've been getting away with trash for so long. They like the way things are going. <laughs> Pulling out that light. That light's going to tell on me. And if you start following, then I have to do work. I ain't trying to do no work. I'm not trying to do all of that. I'm not trying to follow all these rules. Like I said, you'd be surprised. It's everywhere. Shoot, it's in families. People don't want to follow rules that were established. They don't want to follow God's word. They like the cesspool that they're in. And then when somebody says, yeah, um, we're in a cesspool and it's causing all kinds of problems with my respiratory system. I keep getting these infections, swelling. It smells horrific in here. And I went to go talk to some people and I was able to locate a syllabus on how to eradicate the situation and what we need to do. And we can go ahead and implement all of these procedures, policies, assignments to this issue we're in because we're failing right now. We can implement this so we can just pass and move to the next level, the next stage, the next degree of life. Sad to say, some people in that family, that job, that instructor, they're going to shun some are going to shun that student because they located the syllabus and they want to stick to it. They, I, I, I can't work with you. You just, you're difficult to work with. I, I can't work with you. you. You're too much. I don't know what you came across. You know, just violating me and disrespecting me. I didn't, I didn't violate you. I just told you that we have a lamp now. We have a light. It, there you go. You, you talk back. You speak harsh. I, I can't, you're difficult to work with. Now you, the black sheep in the classroom at the job in the family because you're trying to follow God's syllabus, a syllabus, procedures, righteousness, doing things the right way. You see, as I said, see, I was supposed to stay on target. Let me get back. But you see how the syllabus serves as a light for that student? That student was enrolled in a course and they could not see. They couldn't see anything, but then somebody provided them with a syllabus. A person who mastered the syllabus provided them with a light. The syllabus served as a light. Now that student can see. They're not in the dark about what they need to do. Yeah, the instructor said do A, B, and C. But in order to pass the course, the syllabus provided light for the student that they had to do more than A, B, and C. They had to do A1, A2, A3, A4, B, B1, B2, C, C1. Then they need to jump to C10. And then they have to jump to K. And do KA and KB. <laughs> Shout out to my initials, okay? Then they have to go back to E. Complete E1 through E4. And then they have to go back to B, B3, B3A, B3B. See, the syllabus served as a light. It was more than just A, B, and C. If the student would have just did A, B, and C, they would have failed the course. And then they would have gone to the instructor, the very one who didn't provide a syllabus, and the instructor would have said, Hey, why you fail?" This class too easy to fail. What you doing failing this course? Well, you I did what you said. You told me to do A, B, and C. Hey, hey, hey stop now. This, this is a 
higher education course. It's your responsibility. Aren't you an adult? It's your responsibility to locate the syllabus. You can't just go off what I say. You know you have to fact check. I mean, you have to do the legwork. What's, what's up with that? Come on now. I mean, I mean, you failed, but you want to take me next semester and I'll tell you how to get out of this? Oh, what do I have to do? Just do D-E-N-F. That's it. Do you have a syllabus? Not. Just do what I say. You'll be all right this time. You see, vicious cycle. That's why you have to locate the syllabus. And praise God that he provides us with the syllabus to follow. And he provides us with instructors, but we are to read God's syllabus for ourselves, locate the syllabus, converse with individuals who have mastered, successfully mastered the syllabus. And then when we receive the syllabus, do what the syllabus says to do because the syllabus serves as a light. It serves as a light because a person can clearly see and understand Hold up, the instructor was wrong for not providing me with the syllabus. They received the syllabus and realized, hold up, it's a light right here of someone not doing what they're supposed to do as an instructor. When I received the syllabus, I was able to see this. That was wrong. You know what, this instructor's been doing this for a long time. He told me to do A, B, and C, but the syllabus says do all of these other steps. This needs to change. See, only a person willing to stick to God's syllabus in their course of ignorance and willing to renew their mind will change. Although they were ignorant at first, they were in the dark at first. When they follow the syllabus, the syllabus serves as a light. When they renew their mind, that's a light going off. And they are on the road to syllabus mastery. If not, that person will just stay stuck and stupid. But when the syllabus is provided for you or provided for me or provided for us, the syllabus lights our path if we stick with it. The aim is to not forfeit our light to appease other people's dark ways. We don't need to forfeit our light to appease other people's dark thoughts, dark mindsets, dark routines. Don't, or this is the aim, the aim is to not trade in the light God gave you for darkness. Light is good, even when people don't want to deal with the brightness of what they need to change. Light is good. Even when people don't want to deal with the darkness that they are in, whether it's the darkness of ignorance, stupidity, stubbornness, family traditions, family routines, office mess, mess period, the darkness of pride, the syllabus will light that dark area up where that darkness is exposed. And the person who sees it, when it's lit up, they have to deal with it. And a lot of people don't like dealing with the light. A lot of people don't. You would think that they do because they complain about it. And they holler, I just, I wish I could see. I wish I just knew. I just wish I knew what was going on. I wish I could see. I wish I could see. Okay, bam. The light is on. Light is on. Exposed. Here it is. 
They don't want to deal with it. It's too bright. I don't know if I really saw what I saw. It's, I don't know. Well, my eye, you know, was tripping. I just don't. Maybe I think it was a dream. I, I don't know. See? Don't want to deal with stuff. Some people, if you're anything like me, I like dealing with stuff. Especially when I pray to God and I ask him to reveal some areas or some situations that seem dark to me I don't understand and he shines a light he lights my path for me to see oh boy I enjoy that but yeah some people don't like to acknowledge the light that they just saw because the light that's lighting their path calls for something it calls for them to take action take accountability change some things up you can't do things the same way if you want to pass this course. The light is showing you, hey, don't complete that assignment. That's not what it says to do. Do it this way. You've been doing it wrong this way. Okay, switch that up. Go this way. See, the light has to expose what a person cannot see so they can begin walking in the direction designed for their destiny towards development and promotion. It's a major problem when someone exposes light to darkness and within that darkness there's danger or potential danger but someone doesn't want to deal with the danger because the light requires them to do too much and they don't want to do that. That happens. You don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Especially when God is providing the light to light our path to deliverance and success. This goes back to the same example I used in syllabus repetition and syllabus awareness, I believe. And I said I was in a statistics course and I was doing what I wanted to do. I called myself, I'm going to check the syllabus, not reading it, completing problems I had no business completing, reading stuff and doing stuff the teacher didn't tell me to do was not required, started questioning, you know, what's going on? I'm getting these grades I'm not really happy with. What's the deal? Like I told y'all, I was checking the syllabus, yelling at the syllabus, getting frustrated with the syllabus, and the syllabus just sitting there looking at me like, no, you the problem. <laughs> I'm the light, and you are operating in darkness right now, the darkness of being stubborn, and if you keep on, you're going to be in the darkness of operating in stupidity. And as I told y'all several times before, I picked up the syllabus in the middle of trying to check it. Realize, whoa. Okay, now that I've exercised syllabus repetition, I can see that this syllabus is serving as a light for me. Because it's lighting up the darkness of my ways and my errors. And I need to just get on track. See, the syllabus served as a light. It illuminated my path to go down the right way. And when I started following the light for that course, I passed it. Now, we know the syllabus was a light for me. Even when I was going through the darkness of ignorance, stupidity, and disregarding the syllabus. But what if? What if I would have realized that the syllabus was illuminating my path? 
the syllabus was a light for me. The syllabus did show me the error of my ways. The syllabus was a lamp. And then the syllabus told me, hey, you're not doing what I said to do, the way I said to do it. You're completing things nobody told you to complete. You're reading things nobody told you to read. You're doing what you're not supposed to be doing. Let's say that the syllabus served as a light, but I rejected the light. The light was right there. The revelation was right there for me to receive. The light was on. The light was exposing my error, my wrong. The light was even exposing the wrong path I was traveling on. But what if I would have known that, had the syllabus in my hand, had the light, because the syllabus is the light, I had the light in my hand and said, you know what? I don't want to follow the light. I know the light is showing me what I'm supposed to do, but I don't want to do all of that. I don't want to deal with it. It's it's too much. Just stop it. Stop. It's too much. My nerves are bad. I don't want to throw all the assignments that I did in the trash. I worked so hard. I'm going to make this work. These assignments that nobody asked me to do. All these assignments I misunderstood and still did anyway. Uh-uh. The teacher gonna take this work. Gonna take it's gonna work. Even though I have the light and the light is showing me that's the wrong path. That's the wrong thing. You're doing the wrong stuff. See, if I would have done that and went down that road, first of all, I wouldn't be talking to y'all. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be talking to you right now. That's for sure. But if I would have did that, I would have been walking in pride, disobedience. I would have been stupid for sure. Straight stupid. But you see why that would have been foolish? It would have been basic trash. It's because I had the light in my face. If I went down that path, I had the light in my face. I'm holding the light. The light is letting me know, hey, you have an opportunity to turn around and go in the right direction. I had possession of the light if I chose to do that. I had access. The light was showing me, hey, danger, danger, error, error, wrong, wrong. And if I went down that road, and if I said, No, uh uh-uh. I'm not going to accept or acknowledge my wrong. I'm going to do what I want to do. I would have been going down a route that I chose because I had the light. I rejected the light. I rejected receiving sight. And whatever came my way, that would have been all on me. Even if it looked like I got by, I would have never got away. Now, does that sound familiar in your life? Sounds familiar for me in certain areas and aspects where I've done that. Not in the academic setting. And I'm not condemning anyone, but you see how a person can have the syllabus, the guide for their life's course right before them. They have a, or they have a God-honoring person in their life exuding the light before them. And they know full well 
what they're doing is wrong. It's been exposed. But instead of saying, you know what? Praise God I have a syllabus. Praise God he sent somebody who exudes the light of his syllabus in my life. Where I can start doing the right thing. I can talk to somebody. I have a guide. I have a support system. Yeah, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I need to do what I need to do. If a person rejects God's light, they reject God's spokesperson, whether it be a man or a woman, family member, whoever it is, friend, and they allow pride to set in, and they think they can rewrite the syllabus, they think they can rewrite the syllabus to confirm their errors. And when those things don't work, they start hollering and screaming. They put on their victim one piece, their victim wig, their victim gloves, their victim boots. And then they start saying stuff like, I failed because people don't understand what I'm going through. If people understood what I was going through, they understand like why I failed. So, so it's everybody else's fault. There was nobody in my life to help me out. Everybody was judging me. It's not my fault. See, it is. It is. Especially when the person rejected the light. Somebody said, yeah, I got this light. It's showing me that you're doing the wrong thing. And you can see it too, right? You see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need to turn this way because you're going to be in a pit if you go down this road. Right. Well, shoot, I'm going to just go see. Uh, I don't even care. Okay, they fall into a pit. How'd you get down there? Somebody pushed me. You're a liar. You're lying. Nobody pushed you. You, not you, but this person that we are referring to, this person rejected the light. They rejected sight. So therefore, when they rejected sight, they went wandering in places where they couldn't see. And uh, it was a pit there. It was a pit. Okay, let me provide another example. Now, this is not academically related, okay? But this is an example of syllabus light and what would have happened if I would have rejected the syllabus, rejected the instruction, Okay. So some time ago, I went to the dentist, and when I say some time ago, it was recently, okay? So I go to the dentist, and yeah, I'm already taking care of my teeth, okay? I'm flossing, I'm brushing, I'm using toothpaste, mouthwash, I'm rinsing, I'm repeating daily, okay? So I go to the dentist for a checkup. You know, when they do the exam and the cleaning and taking the x-rays. I show up, the dentist and the dental assistants are all in my mouth doing what they do. But before the dentist shows up, I'm dealing with the dental assistant right now. So the dental assistant greets me. How's it going? She starts taking x-rays, preparing everything for the dentist. So 
She's going around doing the x-rays and different parts of my mouth. She takes my blood pressure, all of that. She tells me, yeah, just give me a moment. The dentist will be in shortly. Dennis shows up. She greets me with her usual, hey, my friend, what's going on, my friend? You doing your checkup, friend? I let her know, yeah. And she's all in my mouth, checking my teeth out. And then she starts complimenting me on my teeth. She's like, okay. And she's doing her assessment, saying, oh, my goodness, your teeth are in great condition. Wow, my friend. When was the last time you had a checkup? I tell her the time frame. I'm not telling y'all. She says, okay, my friend, yeah. From what I can see, your teeth are in great shape. Great condition. So at this point, I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get a sticker today. Okay, I'm getting a sticker from the dentist today. And I was really thinking, man, I wonder what my sticker is going to say, you know. They're going to roll them out. I know it's for the kids, but... She gots to give me one. I was thinking my sticker might say super brusher, strong teeth, shiny and clean grill, nice and clean, so fresh, so clean. <laughs> my sticker might say floss or boss, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm just thinking. And I was feeling real good about myself. I was like, yeah. Didn't set my teeth in good condition. Everything's looking good. So then the dentist says, okay, my friend, what I'm going to do is take a look at your x-rays. And then she looks at the x-rays and she's back on it. My friend, your teeth are in great condition, nice and strong. So I'm feeling like, you know what, x-rays and just the regular assessment, I gots to get a sticker today. I gots to. I, I'm leaving up out of here with a dentist goodie bag today. With my coloring sheet of a tooth, toothbrush, toothpaste, floss, floss pick, my appointment card, you know, for the next six months. The dentist is telling me my teeth are straight and all of this stuff. Then the dentist says, okay, my friend, what I'm going to do now is use a light. You heard that? I'm going to use a light to see each tooth. And this light picks up what the natural eye can't see in the darkness. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm on this high right now because I'm still thinking about stickers. I'm going back to childhood right now. So she brings down that big light that's in front of you when you lay down at the dentist or you're sitting back at the dentist. She pulls that light down. Then she turns and turns that light on. Then she turns the light on that was on her head. It was like a headlight, literal headlight. Then she used another light that she had in her hand. And boy, she got all in my grill. So she was looking at each tooth, tapping on teeth. Then she started calling out numbers. And by this time I was thinking, okay, uh, what's all these numbers? And why yo voice change like your tone changed from you know gassing me up now you sounding concerned and I don't like that what's the deal so I'm thinking you know what uh, I don't know if I'm getting my sticker or my goodie bag 
So they finish, the dental assistant and the dentist, they turn all those lights off. And I just went on and asked. I said, yo, what was all those numbers you was calling out? What was that about? What is that? And she said, yeah, my friend. (laughs) Oh, man, when she said it like that, I was hurt. I was so hurt. She said, yeah, my friend. When was the last time you said you been here? And then I told her. She said, yeah, my friend. My friend, do do you have insurance? When she said that, I said, man, uh, you know what that's code for, right? When they say, do you have insurance? That's code that something is costly and you have some issues. You have issues and it's going to cost you. And they need, whatever these issues you have, they need to be addressed immediately. So that's why they're trying to get the ball rolling. So she said, my friend, do, do you have insurance? I said, what is it? Just tell, tell me what's going on. Tell me. And then she told me. And she said, you know, yeah, when you want to get started? I said, we need to get started right now. Start right now? Yes, let's, let's do it now. Do it right now. Be, let's begin now, today, now. And, and they got started. And as they started prepping for what they needed to do with me, y'all know the dentist came up to me. She patted me on the shoulder and was saying, my friend, I I know you got to do all of this here, but my friend, I want to let you know you do have a beautiful smile. Your smile is so beautiful. You, you do have strong teeth. I mean, it's just little issues you got to fix. But you, your smile is... Smells great. And she said that I wasn't even trying to hear that. I was, yeah, thank you. And she started laughing and she said, yeah, I'm just letting you know so there won't be any future problems, major issues. We just need to work on this real quick. And I, yeah, okay, yeah. Now, the dentist had a light. The light exposed some dark areas where I thought I was okay. I thought I didn't even have those issues. I thought everything was cool. But the light exposed the darkness of my ignorance, the darkness of what was taking place, what I couldn't see. The darkness exposed the errors or the potential dangers. And I had a decision to make. Was I going to tell the dentist, okay, I know you turned all them lights on and you went to school and all of that, but you can't see, you don't understand. My teeth are fine. They're great. I don't need to fix anything. Now, I can't see what she can see. I don't have the tools and the resources to look all up in my mouth like she was able to from that vantage point. She had something I did not have. She had the light. She had the light because she went to school and she had several syllabi regarding teeth and lights and exposing darkness in the mouth. All kinds of stuff. She had that. I would have been crazy. I would have been stupid had I told her my teeth are fine. I don't need to fix nothing. Where my sticker at? You gonna give me the sticker today. I don't need your dental advice. Now she had concrete evidence and facts and a witness with her. A witness letting me know what needs to be fixed. She had the light exposing the wrong. If I would have rejected the light in due time, I would have been walking around 
thinking everything was all right. But those issues would have enlarged. And then (laughs) if I didn't do what she said to do in due time, I'd be walking around with a mountain do mouth. Just straight Mountain Dew mouth. And I don't even drink Mountain Dew. I'd have a Mountain Dew mouth because I rejected the light. I rejected the light of what I needed to correct. I reject the light of the path I was supposed to travel on. And going back to the example or the statement or reference I made where a person receives the light and they reject the light and they fall into a pit, see... When people, sometimes people, what they do is they reject the light, they walk and live in darkness, and then they're upset because they're stubbing their toe on objects. They're running into things. They're running into pits. They can't get out of a pit. All because they refuse to receive the light. They refuse to receive. See, that's why you want to operate in wisdom. Wisdom is when a person chooses to apply the knowledge they've acquired and they pair it with discernment. See, a person can have understanding but not utilize wisdom. I can have an understanding all day long. I can have the syllabus in my possession. I can understand what that syllabus is saying. And I can understand when I'm doing the wrong thing. But wisdom is not only understanding that I'm doing the wrong thing. But wisdom is understanding and then applying the knowledge of doing the right thing so I can avoid the wrong thing. See, wisdom is applying the right actions to get the right results. That's why I said a person is stupid if they have the understanding and they still do what they want to do and they know. That what they're doing is wrong. And then instead of dealing with accountability, they want to make the wrong right. They think they can go back to the origin of man and create a syllabus to make it right for them. When the light is exposing what needs to be corrected right where they are, that happens in the academic setting. And you can recall all the examples I provided within this series. And this happens in everyday real life occurrences with people. And then people, some people get upset. Some, they know they're rejecting the light. They know that. They know they are rejecting right. And then they have to live out the consequences to their rejection. But it's everybody else's fault. People who weren't even around. They didn't meet them until... 50 years after they rejected the light, but it's that person's fault. The aim is to locate the syllabus, stick to the syllabus, and understand that the syllabus is a light. When one locates the syllabus and they recognize that the syllabus is a light, light in their path towards God-honoring success, if that person follows the light and they stick to the syllabus and the light, then that's how they pass the course. They'll pass the course. It's not only a vision that they're aiming towards. It becomes a reality. I want to share an account in scripture with you. I encourage you to read 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter in its entirety. But here's a snapshot for you. 
there was a king by the name of Josiah who reigned in Jerusalem for 31 years. In the king's 18th year of serving in Jerusalem, King Josiah commanded some prominent individuals to go to the house of the Lord, to go to the church, to go to the temple, and to go to the priest to take money that was gathered by the people so that the people working on and repairing the damages of the church could continue buying materials that they needed to beautify the sanctuary. So the king sent some people to go take the money needed to repair the church and give the money to the carpenters, the masons, people who purchased the supplies like timber, stone, anything that was needed for the repair of the church, the king sent the people to give that money to the priest. Got it? So the men who King Josiah entrusted with this assignment, they followed the king's command. They took the money to the priest. The priest delivered the money to the workers of the Lord's house, and everyone did what they were supposed to do with the money faithfully. Nobody had to account for anything or check up on anybody because those individuals were honest and faithful with the Lord's money. They were faithful in doing what God told them to do. They were faithful in preparing the Lord's house and doing the Lord's work. When the men delivered the money to the priest, the priest told one of the men who was a scribe, Yeah, I found the book of the law. In the house of the Lord. So what he was saying is, I found the Lord's syllabus. I found the syllabus. I located the syllabus. I located God's word. And God's word, God's syllabus, is a light for me. The scribe then goes and takes the syllabus to the king. And in 1 Kings, the 22nd chapter and the 11th verse, it says... Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. Now somebody might ask, okay, oh my goodness, why would the king receive the syllabus that was located and then tear his clothes? Well, when one tore their clothes that was seen as a traditional expression of astonishment, grief, and conviction. When a person tore their clothes, yes, it was the acknowledgement of sin or conviction, but that was a good thing because it showed that the person was contrite about what they just located or discovered. Then the king gives a message to the priest and some other men and the king's personal advisor. And then in 1 Kings, the 22nd chapter and the 13th verse, it says, Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in the scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. See, right there, we discover that the man, the king, and the priest located the syllabus, and then they realize, oh my, this syllabus is a light for us. 
we were living in darkness doing things our own way. We were doing what we wanted to do. And what we were doing was absolutely wrong. The syllabus wasn't followed by several people. Okay? The syllabus was not followed by several people enrolled in their life's course. The people who didn't follow the syllabus, we find out it was their ancestors. They were in darkness. But God's syllabus served as a light. So that means the priest who was in the temple was enrolled in his life's course. He locates the syllabus and then he sees, okay, this syllabus serves as a light. Let me go give it to the king because we're going down the wrong path. And the king was wise. The priest was wise because they did not want to do things contrary to God's original plan and design for their life's course. They wanted to do the right thing. And when you read, is it Second Kings? It sure is. I gave y'all the wrong scripture. This is the correct one. It's Second Kings. Not First Kings. It's Second Kings, the 22nd chapter, okay? I was reading Second Kings, the 22nd chapter, and I started off at the 11th verse. And then I jumped to Second Kings, the 22nd chapter, to the 12th through the 13th verse. But I encourage you to read the right scripture, 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter in its entirety. Okay? But when you read 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter in its entirety, you will see how these men went to go seek an understanding. They went to go seek wisdom, advice, and guidance regarding what they need to do to follow the syllabus. And that syllabus lit their path to go seek wise counsel. That's what you're going to see. And then when you read 2 Kings, the not only the 22nd chapter, you'll jump to the 23rd chapter of 2 Kings and you'll see all what the king did when he received the revelation that the syllabus was a light. First, they weren't following God's syllabus, but when that syllabus lit their path and showed them the darkness that they were living in, they got right on track. They repented and they started doing and completing every assignment outlined in God's syllabus for their life's course so they could pass, elevate, be promoted to the next level. They started studying God's syllabus, doing everything God said to do in that syllabus because they didn't want to endure any of the consequences associated with syllabus violation. But you see how the syllabus serves as a light? You might not know what you're doing or where you're going, but the syllabus serves as a light. When the syllabus serves as a light, there are some things you might have to tear down. In 2 Kings, the 23rd chapter, when you read it, you'll realize and you'll see what the king did. He realized what was going on and he realized what would happen if he didn't receive the light of their syllabus. And... He stepped into action immediately. He changed up his path. He didn't want to fall into pits. He used that syllabus to light his way. That's what he did. He didn't want any hindrances or traps getting in the middle or getting in the way of his obedience to God. Mm -mm. Anything that tried to snuff out the light 
He wasn't playing it. The king tore it down. He demolished it. He removed some things. He demolished some pathways, some entrance points. The king was not playing about following that syllabus. He was not playing about that syllabus serving as a light in his life. He was not playing about his success because he believed God's word. He believed that syllabus. He wanted to advance. He wanted to receive his degree of development. That's what he wanted. And this is what we should all aim to do as we are enrolled in life's course. Our course. We need to locate God's syllabus in every course we're in. Our aim is to follow what the syllabus says. Even if we were doing what we wanted to do. Not following the syllabus. Living life on our own terms. With good intentions. Thinking that, okay, I mean... I don't have to follow that. I know the light is telling me I need to do this, but I mean, I was doing a good deed. I was nice. I did this or that. I did this. I mean, it was good in my own eyes, but God's word is letting us know, okay, it might have been good, but it wasn't right. It's not what I told you to do. It's not the way I told you to go. We might have to receive the syllabus. In the same way the king did. It lights our path. We see our error. We tear our robes in a sense. We rip off what we thought was clothing for us or to us. And we begin purposefully tearing off the garments of deception, deceit. We tear off the garment of lies and flattery and pride. We tear off the robe of creating things nobody told us to create we tear off what we made that's not producing any fruit we tear it off we tear off the things we try to develop in dark places hoping that we get a decent picture that's what we need to do that's the aim but that's what I need to do <laughs> let me say that because you you don't have any issues you're perfect my, how dare I? My goodness. That's the aim. The aim is just to start walking in God's light. Start walking in God's will, word, and way for our life's course. So the question is, what will you do? What will I do? What will we do? In John, the 8th chapter, in the 12th verse, Jesus tells us that he is the light of the world, Whoever follows him will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the word of God made flesh. Jesus is God's syllabus. And if Jesus is God's syllabus, Jesus is light. And if we follow Jesus, we are following God's syllabus. And we don't walk in darkness. We are walking in the light of Christ. And we have the light of Christ in our life's course and in our life period. When we follow God's syllabus, God's light, Jesus lights our path or paths. And the Lord is our light and our salvation. Saving us from everything we need to be saved from. When we give Jesus the light, permission to be the light in our life's course, we don't need to fear anything because the light is the stronghold of our life. 
We don't need to be afraid. That's what Psalm the 27th chapter in the first verse is referring to. When we allow God's syllabus to serve as our light, that light shines in the darkness and the dark areas of ignorance, the dark areas of pride, the dark areas of our soul. Those areas of darkness can't overcome the light. Those areas of darkness can't overcome Jesus. That's what John, the first chapter in the fifth verse is referring to. When we follow God's syllabus and we allow God's syllabus to serve as a light and we follow that light, we're doing what Matthew, the fifth chapter in the sixth verse says. We're letting our light shine before others so that they may see our good works and give glory to God, our father, the creator the divine syllabus, who's in heaven. As we go through our life's course, the aim is to use God's syllabus as a light. We might have some areas in our life where we need some major improvement, some correction, some guidance, some instruction. But when we use God's syllabus as the light in our darkness of despair, despondency, disdain, bitterness, unforgiveness, sadness, whatever we're going through, that light is going to expose those dark areas beyond the surface level so we can get to the root of the issue, similar to when I went to the dentist and when I caught myself trying to check the syllabus or in the story found in Second Kings, the 22nd chapter. He had the king, you know, going to sow into the man of God and Give offerings to the church, thinking, you know, everything good. I'm helping rebuild the, the kingdom. I'm helping rebuild the church. Go get these offerings. And then the priest confronts him and lets him know, yeah, um, I located God's syllabus over here. And it is beaming the light of correction all over the place within me, within you, within the community, within the church, within the people. Man, I found out what we was doing. I'm over here, the priest, thinking I'm doing everything right. I'm trying to get this building effort together, cleaning up the church, trying to put things in order. I thought I was on top. No, that light from that syllabus exposed something beyond a surface level. And it was so serious where the priest said, hey, y'all need to go get a syllabus to the king. King reads it, and he realizes Man, I thought I was really doing something, taking money to the church and making sure to keep God's house in order. And now the Lord let me know I'm doing something else that's wrong, going beyond the surface. Oh, I'm not getting a sticker today. But what did they do? They corrected it. They corrected it, and that's what we want to do. The syllabus will be a light whether we acquiesce to the correction or not. But it's wise if we align with the light and we don't align with darkness. Because a person who is aligning with darkness is a foolish person. They see the light, they reject the light, and they still go down their own way. goes back to the example. When you reject something, consequences follow Especially when you're rejecting the wrong thing, you're rejecting light. The aim is to allow God's syllabus to light your life as it relates to your health, 
allow God's syllabus to light your life as it relates to your wealth, prosperity, provision, your peace, your wisdom, your direction, your joy, your fortitude, your boldness, your confidence. Allow God's syllabus to serve as a light as you submit to God-honoring leadership and authority, receiving and accepting God-ordained, God-honoring opportunities. Allow the light of God's word to transform you out of darkness into the light of blessings God wants you to walk in. And this is similar to the Apostle Paul. He was going down one pathway in his life's course, full of darkness, until the light of Christ blinded him. God's syllabus was so bright that it blinded him. And the syllabus was Jesus Christ. And the syllabus blinded his plan, his original plan, his original route, where he called himself thinking he was going. He thought he was going somewhere. And God's syllabus illuminated his path to go in the direction he was destined to go, to do the things he was destined to do. And God is still doing that for us, and that is a blessing. If you want to read about that account, that's found in Acts the ninth chapter. And a scripture I would like to review with you is Psalm the 119th chapter and the 105th verse. It says, your word, talking about God's syllabus, and Jesus, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And this is a reminder from God letting us know that when we follow his syllabus, when we follow his word, God's word is a light for our path. We will experience darkness. We will. But the light is going to light our way. So, Aim to not reject the light, even if it blinds you and you're thinking, oh, it's too much. No, you want the light. You want it. You want God's light. You want, you want it. Don't reject the light as you stick to God's word, as you stick to God's syllabus, okay? Remain encouraged. Don't get upset thinking that the light is so bright. The syllabus is shining Light on deep things I need to work on. I thought I was doing stuff right. Hey, you're not doing stuff right. <laughs> Time to work on it. Just like me. When the syllabus shines the light on what I'm doing, I got to switch it up quickly. Because I don't like getting in trouble by the Lord. I don't like those whoopings. Can't stand them. So, all right, now. No. Praise God that he's showing you what you need to correct because that means that he loves you. That's a blessing. I mean, imagine going through life in darkness thinking that you're doing the right thing and you're not. And then somebody could be so far from the Lord and rejecting God every time. And the Lord not even trying to show him anything anymore because they keep rejecting him. Oh, oh my gosh, that's a nightmare. That's beyond nightmare. Praise the Lord that he's shining the light on the assignment you need to complete. And praise God that he's shining a light on the things that you thought you were doing correct on the surface level. But he's taking you to the deeper things to correct. And there's a blessing associated with that. There's nothing wrong with that. God 
corrects those he loves. And he uses the light of his word to expose the dark areas of your thoughts, your mind, your soul, to get physically, spiritually, and mentally aligned with him. Okay? Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to visit my website, drkenitrabryant.com. Enjoy y'all's day. Remain encouraged. Don't reject the light. Receive the light. Receive it. All right? Peace. God bless.